Hi, everybody. This is Jennifer with the Ledger Light Podcast. Today, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about uh, one of the jobs that I had a long time ago doing some forensic accounting work and the lessons that I learned from that. Uh, Back in the days when I was freelancing for local clients in my area as a bookkeeper, I also had my amateur radio license. And uh, I was a member of a local amateur radio club. Now in my area, there were a number of amateur radio clubs. I was a member of just one of them, but I know that there were a lot of other people who were members of more than one. One day, one of the members who, he was a member of the club that I was in, and he was also a member of this other club, he was telling me how the other club was having some difficulty with their treasurer, Uh, I guess there was some concern about the financial statements and possibly some cash being embezzled from, you know, from the accounts, but nobody really knew how to read the financial statements and they didn't know what was going on. Now, I don't know what sort of research this board did as far as, you know, uh, I don't know how many people maybe they talked to or interviewed as uh, as far as who to hire to look into this. Um, all I all I really remember is that they hired me. Uh, they wanted me to do the job, so uh, so I did it. And uh, you know, this was back in the days. I had no I had no real academic credentials. I certainly you know was not working on my CPA license or anything. But I did understand bookkeeping. I did understand financial statements and how to read them, how to prepare them, and what they need to look like. So I accepted this job, and I was super excited about it because I just naturally have this kind of curiosity where I enjoy digging into that kind of thing. And to me, it's like a puzzle, trying to find the pieces and put them together and to understand what went on and to reconstruct something, right? So uh, I actually really do enjoy that sort of work. Now, uh, I'm going to try to just, uh, you know, not go into a whole lot of detail, and of course I'm not going to divulge anything that is, uh, you know, uh, personal. But I, I ended up driving down to the treasurer's house to get the financial records. And uh, I get there, and he meets me outside, and the garage door is open. And he tells me that the box that contained the financial records had just accidentally been thrown away the day prior, right? And I'm sitting there trying to keep a straight face. And I said to him, I said, well, do you have anything at all? And he says, well, I have this paper check register. So I said, okay, well, let me have it. So he gave it to me. And I drove home. And by the way, that was like a 45-minute drive, right? So I drive all the way down there. And uh, I'm thinking to myself, you know, he could have called me, right? So, of course, the story was just completely bogus. Anyway, so I, I drove home. And I'm looking at this check register. I noticed that it has quite a few entries where they're just voids. There's like a check number, a date, and it's marked as void. And there's a lot of these voids in a row. And, you know, I've done this work long enough to know to think, well, that's unusual. I've never seen that before. I've never seen a bunch of voids in a row, right? So that's extremely unusual. Um, So we ended up, uh, we were able to get the bank statements. Uh, There was some type of an investment account. We got those statements. And um, I was able to order some checks from the bank. You know, at least back at that time, I don't know what it's like right now, but back then, this was in the mid 1990s, you had to uh, you had to tell the bank the specific check number that you wanted. So this check register enabled me to do that. I ordered uh, all the voids within the time period that they had asked me to look at. So as it turns out, you know, a number of these checks were made payable to this guy, and 
he had endorsed him on the back, and of course this was not authorized by the board. Um, I was able to serve as an expert witness uh, on this case, and I presented you know, these checks to the judge. So that was actually a really uh, interesting assignment, and I enjoyed it quite a bit. Now, when I later, you know, when I went on to finish my bachelor's degree, I took a forensic accounting course. And one of the things that I learned is this concept called collusion. Um, and I started thinking back to, you know, that this uh, assignment that I had worked on. And I wondered, because at the time, you know, after they dismissed me, after I found the $12,000, I thought it was really odd that they dismissed me because they had a bond on this guy of up to $25,000. And I thought, well, you know, why are they dismissing me now? I mean, I could work. I could do, say, double the work. And I, I think my invoice was only like six or $700. And I found 12000 right? So why not pay me another six or seven or 800 to find another twelve or 13000 and get the full amount of the bond, right? That, so that didn't really make sense to me at the time, but I, I didn't understand it. So anyway, later, when I was taking forensic accounting for my undergrad, I learned about this concept of collusion, and I thought, oh my gosh, you know, I wonder if that was going on here. I had just wondered if there was some kind of collusion going on, and if that's why, um, you know, they shut my, uh, my contract or my job off. Um, and didn't want me to work on it anymore. And I really don't even know the upshot. Like, I never heard about where it went after the preliminary hearing. So I'm just not really sure what happened to the guy. Um, but I also it occurred to me, I thought, well, <laughs> I wonder if they hired me because they didn't think I would find anything. You know, I was not a CPA, didn't have an undergraduate degree in accounting, um, all I had was uh, the skills that I had learned through the universal accounting course that I've mentioned on another podcast, and, you know, my intuitions and my, you know, the skill set that I had acquired about what things are supposed to look like um, and how, it, how it's supposed to look. Like, what's the generally, you know, normal way that transactions flow and what they look like on the books? Well, you know, I had all of that, of course, and, you know, obviously it served me well in this particular job. But I just wonder now if that's why they hired me, because they didn't think I would hi uh, find anything. So anyway, um, yeah, that's what uh, I wanted to share with you today about uh, my forensic accounting experience. Uh, if you need any help, if you have any questions about forensic, if you, if you think that there's something fishy going on with the books, then I would really love to talk with you about that. Uh, or if you need any other kind of accounting help or tax or QuickBooks help, uh, please give me a call. My number is 760-933-8660, or you can visit my website, which is ledgerlight.com. Thanks for listening.